And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100% And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big Sean McCarthy. Well, here we go, go, go. It's time again for the Weighing In Podcast. It is our midweek show where we talk about the upcoming fight cards. We've got the PFL, we've got the UFC, and we've got a ton of news and controversies to talk about, I guess. Josh, what's going on, my man? There is nothing ever controversial that comes out of my mouth. You know that. I know that. Now, just our fans need to know that, except for tall, long, and lanky, baby. That's all. People don't like to hear that sometimes because I'm always right. That's why. This game, this thing we do, just shows that I'm always right. You just went with a controversy (laughs) saying you're always right again. There we go. But first, before we get started, because we have a lot to cover, before, before we get started, okay, Go to our channel, hit the subscribe button, hit the little bell off to the bottom right-hand corner that gives you the notifications. Our shows will be dropping at different times in the next couple of weeks because of a little bit of traveling that I'm doing. Podcast Dave is in Hawaii on vacation, okay? And Big John is always doing what Big John does. He's wood shopping in his garage, sweating working. up a mess, four shirts today. Don't lie. You don't work hard. <laughs> working, <laughs> so, baby. That or farming on the farm. That's what you do, buddy. That's what you do. But so go to our uh, Clips channel as well. There's a link down below in our main channel. You can hit that link. That'll take you to our Clips channel where we release a show called Wayne Interjection. It's a short eight-minute to 15-minute long uh, show that we do specifically for that channel. We cannot find that show on this smart, on this main channel. So go there. Hit the link down below. Hit the subscribe button there as well and the notifications to let you know when that drops. So that's all really we got to say right now, but enjoy. Hopefully you guys enjoy this show. We're going to have some fun because there's a lot to talk about. Let's jump let's right into the PFL. Let's, let's go. go. What you got? Well, let's, you know, main event of the evening. Brendan Lohane against Moilid, and I can't even say it, Boulev, but he is very good. Kaya Boulev. Uh, 17 and 0 and 1, and then uh, Brendan is 23 and 3. I mean, Brendan's tough, man. He's good. He's tough. He's scrappy. He gets in there. He gets after it. I mean, seventeen and zero though. That's a lot. That's that's <laughs> that, that's that's crazy. I mean, I think in this day and age, right, for you to have a record like that, you either fought scrubs your whole way up, which we know he has not, yep. or you're just really that damn good. There you go. Well, you know, I think he had the win against Lance Palmer. That was a unanimous decision. It mm-hmm. went the the full route, but. Look, Brendan is good. Brendan is good in the in the stand-up. He does not, uh, if he gets taken down, he does not just uh, acquiesce and say, okay, I'll, I'll just stay here. He's always finding a way to get up. He gets back to his feet. He makes his opponent work. Uh, this is going to be a great fight between these two. If, you know, When you're looking at the PFL and you're looking for really good main event fights, this one, this is a good one. This is a great main event. They've got two killers on the card filling this out. So, I mean, this is a pick em fight. Have, I mean, Brendan's 21-3. and three. You know, Movid is 17-0-1, as you said. Yeah. This fight is – and they're both they're both good in the stand-up. I will give, you know, the grappling probably a little bit more to Movid. But yep. Brendan's good at it. And, and he's – look at Brendan's been over there. The first time I ever refereed him, first time I ever saw him fight, it was over at the ACB. He was in Russia. So he's been fighting against these guys. He knows exactly what he's up against. This is as good a main card as you're going to find with the PFL as far as 
talking about undefeated guys and a guy with three, you know, three losses earlier on with Brennan. Awesome. Yeah, Brennan's tough. He's got good stand-up. You know, like you said, I would consider him more of like an anti-grappler. He's yep. got good jiu-jitsu. He's got good wrestling. He's good at stop kind of stuff and takedowns or making you work hard enough to where he can cause a scramble to get back up to his feet. But the power, though, I'd probably go with Movid, though, on the feet, but not as good at clean and striker, better of... um. Better transitions from the punching into the wrestling and getting the fight to the ground and the control and the dominance on the top position. But we're going to see exactly like stylistically, though, as the fight goes on. Movid, Movlid or whatever. Movlid. He loses a lot of energy trying to get the fights to the ground sometimes in that body lock and the double legs. So if he's not able to, if he has to use a lot of energy to get this fight to the ground, I mean, as the fight goes on, Brendan's got pretty good cardio, man. He can push the pace. So I think, I think. It just comes down to styles. Styles make matchups, and I think Brennan's is going to be a stylistically a bad matchup for a lot of people because he's got so much energy. Yeah, he's, he's a scrapper, so he's someone that just is a dog and will get out there and get after. And I love it. I love that about him. I believe uh, he's, but, he's he's good at his grappling, but he's going to have to work. You know? Yeah, he's just going to have to work. And I'm not saying he can't do it, but I've always liked the way that Brendan fights, so I'm kind of leaning towards him. The fight that there, I want to see on this card. A, go, ahead. go ahead. I'm sorry. There no, might no. be a, a one seventeen one and one is a possibility. <laughs> if you could, like, if you're taking a guy who's undefeated in seventeen fights and you get that, yeah, uh, that, that's a big moment. Well, um, Chris Wade versus Bubba Jenkins to me is the fight that I want to see the most on this card. Just realistically for me, for more than like not just name value, but stylistically, Wade is good at stuff and takedowns. I don't know if Bubba can get him down, and if Bubba can get him down once, he's got to be able to get him down two or three t- times. Chris Wade is good enough to fight the defend the takedowns. He's got power in his hands. He's explosive when he wants to be. He's he doesn't fight at a super fast pace, but if he can do that a little bit with Bubba, Bubba tends to slow down. If Bubba doesn't have control in terms of dictating the pace of the fight, he's not as dangerous yeah. than like Chris Wade. If Chris Wade can make him fight at a pace that he's not comfortable with, he's got a good chance of winning this fight. But before Bubba re- watches our damn show, Bubba. I'm just being honest, man. You got great wrestling. You've got you've got some dynamite in your hands too. You don't believe in your hands as much as you possibly should, okay? But you got to throw them, keep your chin tucked, and throw them. But the thing is, is that when someone pushes him around a little bit and starts putting him on his back foot, he tends to get tired and slow down. It's almost like a little bit of that. Um, you get tired, not just tired, but it's the adrenaline starts to it's push anxiety. you around. Anxiety. I, I, yeah, I was trying to be polite about it. But good job, John. No, it is. <laughs> and so it's you know, true. It's a different feeling, and, and you're not comfortable. And when you're not comfortable, you're burning. Yep. So, yeah, I yeah. look at this should be Bubba, this should be a good fight. No, it should. Bubba can definitely. Chris is good off his back, so Bubba needs to be careful. You know, when he does, if he takes him down, if he's able to keep him down, be smart with your positioning. Keep your damn hands off of the mat. Many times, Bubba tends to put his hands where it's almost where his elbows are on the mat with his hands underneath the arms and stuff you can't do that you need to be smart about those things but this is a really good matchup and it's a it's a it's a this is a pick em fight in my opinion yeah i i agree with you i think it is a pick em fight but it's going to be a fun fucking fight that's what i yeah. care about yep. <laughs> that's what i care about i think the uh, next one's the- going to be fun too though <laughs> emiliano sordi versus carlo and well, it's antonio carlos jr who I have once called a bad thing. It was wrong. It was supposed to be shoe face. But you called him horse face. I said horse face because I was an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what I was thinking. But I think shoe face is a horrible name. 
Antonio oh. Carlos Jr., that's what it should be because he, he's a good fighter, man. He is a tough dude, and I love the fact that he actually went up in weight because he was, in the UFC he was fighting at 185, and I thought he drained himself too much getting there. I think he's way better at 205. He's great on the ground. His stand-up is good. Sorty is very uh, dynamic in a lot of ways. He's got a good stand-up. I think this is a great matchup, too, and, you know, and this is all part of the PFL's playoffs. Whoever gets the win here goes into the finals. So there's a million dollars sitting in front of someone here. So lot. Yeah. Uh, here's, <clears throat> here's the thing, though. When you have a name like Shoeface, you know you didn't give that shit to yourself. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, like always, somebody that, else gave that, you your you nickname. Had, that you have some really bad friends. Yeah, yeah. And that's the other thing, though, too. Like, I got the nickname The Punk, and I just stuck with it. But, like, yeah, you don't give yourself your own nickname. That's the problem. If I would have picked my own nickname, to. I would have, had, like, a cool one, like how – Vitor Belfort had what the phenom right, and then you know BJ had the prodigy. I lo- always loved the, like one of the, one of the favorite my favorite ones ever was um was Frankie Eggers the answer, yeah. just absolutely great name. Great, and like I'm like damn, why did I get a cool name like that? Because they fucking gave themselves their own nicknames. That's why they did it. Not not some man. I'm so pissed off. I let my friends talk me into this shit. <laughs> I'm living with it to this day. Anyways, um, uh, but yeah, so. Shoot horse face, which you like to call him. Oh, shoe face. no, no, shoe no. Face. Antonio <laughs> Carlos Jr. Oh, geez. I think See? it's a great name. I think it's, it's a great a horrible name. It should, be, it should be a great fight, man. I mean, it's what the hell is down. the shoe face? I don't even know. I what is it? I mean, it's just bad. Yeah. I, hey, look, it could be worse. He could be drinking out of fucking shoes, other people's shoes, and then this is spitting <laughs> back in it, spitting okay, back time. in it, and then drinking out of it. That's the dumbest thing I've ever <laughs> that, seen. That is life. horrible. Did you see the video of Brennan Schaub doing that shit? No. No, he did. He did. He had Ty on his fucking show, oh. and he, he he they did like there was another guy there. I don't know who the guy. I can't remember they who the guy the was. Shoey. They did the shoey, but apparently the shoey thing is when you pour the beer in there, you spit in it, and someone else drinks it. Guess what? That that's the end of me drinking. That's out of the end of me shoe. doing it. I would if you had a brand new pair of Jordans and you poured a fucking new beer in there, I'd be like, all I'll right, let's it. do this. Yeah. I'll drink it. But if you've been, if that's like your work shoes, oh, okay, God. and and now you're gonna spit in it, nah, I'm good, bro. And you all <laughs> wonder how fucking COVID spreads where you're at? Screw that shit. <laughs> Get out of here. There's no damn way. No. Um, what other what other fights on this card? I like the Jason uh, Knight and Bobby Moffat fight. I don't know why it's oh, so low I love on the, that fight on the card, but it should be a really fun fight, man. Bobby it's... Moffat is tough. He's fun to watch. Scrappy back and yep. forth. Jason tough Knight, is, Jason Knight is a dog. Yep, that is a junkyard dog right there. That is a guy that has no he. There is no taillights for breaking yep. on that guy. He just comes forward and goes after it. You know, he was doing the bare knuckle boxing for a little bit. I think. He's always been fun to watch. When I was able to referee him, sometimes I looked at him and go, well, you ain't real smart in this fight, but, man, you're fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but he's he's awesome. Is he the one that won the the ultimate fighter that fought, what's his name? What's no. What was his name? The one that fought DJ. It wasn't him, right? It was, no, no, was that was other? Tim Elliott. Tim Elliott. God, I always get the Tim two Elliott. of them confused. I don't know why. Tim Elliott is not happy with you right now. <laughs> no. Jason Knight is the one, though, that fought in the bare knuckle boxing that did fought Loboff, right? Yes. That was but a freaking barn burner of a fight. Wasn't it like their first big time fight? Yeah. It was their yeah. first big time fight, and that was Dude. awesome. And they, yeah. yeah, it was awesome. Until, it was awesome for the plastic surgeon. Yeah. But, yeah, no shit, man. They got rich <laughs> off of them. <laughs> the medical insurance paid for all that shit. 
I mean, they look like an old hockey goalie from like Dude, the they 60s. <laughs> they look like John Wayne Parr. Uh, yeah, right. In that one Dude. photo of John oh, Wayne Parr. Jesus. That's great. Where he's just stitched up. He looks like an Everywhere. old hockey goalie himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Oh, but then you brought up John Wayne Parr. John Wayne Parr and Phil Baroni had a little bit of a beef. And I'm not going to get too much into that because I don't care about that. But. Yeah, John Wayne Parr was at, you know, wanted to fight. Dan Hardy was supposed to fight John Wayne Parr. Phil Baroni inserted himself in there and said, "Hey, why don't you fucking fight me?" When doesn't all he? this stuff? <laughs> yeah, I get it, but like, but bottom line, Phil announced yesterday that he has announced his official retirement and he's done fighting. So I want to okay. say uh, best of luck to you, buddy, and uh, hey, hope uh, hope hope uh, the rest of your life is good and hope you are find another avenue and you know and move on from fighting. Great stuff. I love to hear. I love to hear when people are, are done, you know, fighting. Yeah, I say so, good luck. Good luck to Phil. Yep. Phil, ha- Phil yep. has some great moments. He's, you know, he had some funny moments. He was part of uh, the Hammer House with uh, Coleman and Randleman and all them. He, he always had a great personality as far as you always knew that, you know what, he was going to bump up the fight. He was going to make people believe that this was the greatest fight of all time, like he did with Shamrock, you know, when, when yep. he fought Frank Shamrock and stuff. So uh, good luck to you. Good luck to you, Phil. I honestly believe, because I really believed in that fight, that he potentially had the ability to beat Frank. Because I went out, he was he was training at AK at the time, and then he went out to Extreme Go Tour and trained there. And then when he came out for that fight, I really believed, I thought he was going to beat Frank, because Frank can't wrestle for shit. Okay? And Phil had good wrestling. People gave him, knocked on him for his wrestling, what he didn't have. And I knew he was in shape. I don't know if he just got himself so amped up for fights, he just tended like, to get tired throughout the fights. But fuck, man, he just seemed like he was in great shape. When I when I went out a couple weeks out, three weeks out from the fight, he was in phenomenal shape, doing sprints on the bikes, doing sprints at the track. He was fucking in great shape. But in the fight, he got super tired. And I, I think a little bit of that is too that Frank has a way of talking to people, and Frank, you know, and Phil had a hard time dealing with people talking shit to him. It didn't matter if it was in the cage or out of the cage, you know, and so. But I, he just got tired in that fight and it cost him. But fuck, I thought for sure he was going to be able to beat Frank because his sprawl and his power, Frank Frank had a great chin, but Frank was always available to be hit. That was the thing with Frank. You know, is that yep. he, he didn't, he was not a defensive type striker. He just kind of lunged in with his punches, put his head down, you know, and he had no wrestling whatsoever. And, and so that whole fight, I was really surprised that it, the fight went the way it did. But hey, I just, anyways, off topic, I just want to say, Phil Baroni, wish you the very best. Hope you uh, enjoy your retirement and good luck in the rest of everything you do, buddy. Um, outside of the Jason Knife fight, Bobby Moffitt, is there any other fights on here that kind of spark your interest? No, we talked about the good ones, I think. Right. Like I said, right. I, I actually think that main event, that's going to that's be a barn burn. That's a great fight. So got it, PFL's got, got, got a good one there. Good deal. Can you click on Shame on uh, Marais? Scroll up. Scroll up. So I guess I can see his fights. I've seen him fight a couple times. Okay. Oh, so he lost to Brennan and lost to Andre Andre Feely. And uh, Sadiq. Sadiq Yusuf. Okay. Okay. I was like, man, I swear I've seen this guy fight a bunch of times. And I've, you know, yeah, yeah, I got you. Okay. He's a good young fighter. Athletic. He's, He's pretty athletic. It's good. He just, uh, has, I, I feel like he, how old is he? He seems like one of those young fighters that still has some time. Like he's still trying to grow. Watch 30. him. He's like 38. <laughs> he's 30. 30. 
He's already he looks like a baby, man. Look at his picture. I'm sure that's an old picture, but he looks like a baby. Jeez. I've never heard of the guy he's fighting. Lazar Stojad. Perfect. Perfect pronunciation of I have no idea. Fucking the way I sounded it out was beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a fucking like podcast Dave's son is giving me fucking Uh, reading lessons. (laughs) It used to be, you know, it's, it's so funny because man. You're going back to the old days, man. It was it was easy. You had a couple yeah. of Japanese names, yeah, you know, but all the names were pretty easy. Now, no. oh my god, no, it's the it's Eastern Bloc, those crazy. Eastern Bloc countries. Oh, it's crazy, the Eastern man. Bloc countries. You know, like we can. It's kind of easy to pronounce, like the 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 Asia market, right? You get a couple. Sometimes some of the Indian names are hard to, you know, from India. They're kind of hard to. But there's not a lot a of them in, that are fighting. But when you get into the Eastern Bloc names, whether it's Dagestan or Chechnyan or wherever, ooh, not you know, easy. Not, nope, not easy. So you guys, now let's talk. If I, if let's. I, if I butcher your guys' names, people, I'm so sorry. Can I you, apologize. It's not done on purpose. Yet. We just can't no. say. That. Yes. Uh, what else you got there, John? What do you want to do next? Dude, UFC, UFC is coming up because they have a main event that I cannot wait for. It's awesome, in my opinion. Yeah, you're talking about, and it, it doesn't matter so much. I don't even care about ranking wise or any of that crap. This is just a perfect style matchup between two supremely technical strikers, and Edson Barbosa and Giga Chikadze. Uh, I just cannot wait for this fight. I think it's going to be fun. I'm not sure that, you know, I'm not sure it's not going to go all the rounds either because they're both that good and they're both good yeah. at, you know, figuring things out to change what's going on in the fight. You know, it's just a, it's a impressive matchup. Obviously, Edson's had more experience than Giga, but Chikazi is good. I, I, st- I, you know, was with him when he was at Glory and stuff. He's just a freaking technician, you know. So is his name Giga or is it Giga? Giga. Giga. That's what I thought. Okay. Um, And then Edson. This is really going to come down to, like you said, you and I are taking bets on who's going to shoot first. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think either one's going to shoot first. I really believe they're going to stand and bang. That's what I think is going to happen. They're going to get in some mixes. But if I was going to put money down, I think Giga would shoot first. Only to mix it up, to get rid of, to make Edson a split second hesitant on the takedown. Because Edson, I think I think Edson's going to be the faster fighter. He's going to put the combinations together faster, and he's going to throw the he's going to throw the hands first, and then the legs. He's going to throw the legs and then the hands first. He puts the combinations together a little bit tighter and faster than Giga, but Giga's really good at mixing it up as well. But I'm saying speed and tightness. I think will go to Edson. I don't think I'm not saying that he's going to win. I don't want people to misunderstand what I'm saying. You know, if you look at Edson on his boxing, everything seems to be very tight defense is tight everything is tight when it's just when he knows someone's gonna stand with him well he's not too concerned yeah i think the the big thing you might he may be a little faster i'm not too sure because chikaze is fast but it's close but the real the here's the big difference edson does tend to slow down in fights Mm. okay and chikaze's not going to slow down he's going to be there in the fourth round and the fifth round if this thing makes it that far He's going to be coming after him. So it is that little bit of a difference of who's going to slow down more. 
I see Edson, if the fight's going longer, I do see Edson starting to slow down more than Giga's going to slow down. And that can be a difference in the fight. Like I said, both great technicians. I love, and when I first watched Edson Barboza fight, I was like, Jesus Christ, that dude's technique is gorgeous to watch. Just yeah. unbelievable. Just the, the footwork he had, the way he set up his spinning techniques, everything was like, Jesus Christ, where did this guy come from? And then, same thing with Shikadze. He does it differently, and he's much more into not so much the spinning attacks, but he will cut you up with using his hands and hiding his kicks behind his hands. Mm -hmm. Stand by, because when he gets going, man, he's a freight train coming your way. So I love this fight. I cannot wait for this fight. Who, who did Giga fight before this? He had a tough fight before this fight. Yeah, he did. I'm trying to remember who he fought. I, I can't remember. Cub Swanson? Yeah, was he Cub? fought Cub. Yeah, yeah but, I think... but there's something. Oh, he hit Cub with a body shot in that one, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was, a, wait, there was wait, there's another guy. Who else did he fight? Oh, my, my else. No, maybe it was just the Cub fight. Yeah, it was a Cub fight. That was yeah, kind yeah, of what yeah. Cap helped hmm. him. Got it. Oh. Got it. Okay. That was the body shot. Interesting. I think it was a kick. Was it a kick to the body or? I think it was a kick to the body. It was right. it kind of folded him up. Yeah, Nothing I you can do about that. Nothing you can do about that. You get to the body like that. Until oh, it's painful. been done, you can sit there and say, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go down. Yeah. Stand by. You would. Yeah, so so these other fights, right? Ryan Battle, Gilbert Urbina, um, Ricky Trucos, and Brady Hestan. Heistan. Okay. I would I'm sorry, but I already know now that Daniel Rodriguez is in there and you got Kevin Lee. That who is that should have been the co-main event. That's a I, don't, name I, don't, value. I don't get this. I don't get that at all. It did did not make sense to me in any yeah. fashion. The only thing I can think of is this the um I believe this is the ultimate fighter um finale. Finale. Oh, is it? So that's why those guys are up there. Well, I thought this the ultimate finale, I thought the ultimate fighter finale was the same night that the the no. pay-per-view was on the 25th. No, this is it. No, this, this would be it right here. These these guys are from the Ultimate Fighter. That's why they're up here. That's why it's... That shows you how many episodes I've watched, John. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I've watched... Sorry, man. I've, hey. I've watched exactly one less than you. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> so watching. Like, no, I'm we... Um, yeah, when we did the show, when we did uh, the last fight campaign, when, when Brian was there, he's like, I'm like, hey, he's like... I think Brendan asked him, was, how many shows have you... Like, have you watched it? And he's like, no. No. Have you seen one episode? No. He said, I haven't watched any of it. I was like, yeah, I get it, man. I get it. So that means that TJ and, and Brendan, and I haven't seen any either. So, But those guys have watched more of the episodes than Brian has. I, I, I will but. be totally honest. I wa you know, when, when The Ultimate Fighter first came out, I obviously I watched every one of them. Oh, yeah. Because I was you know there, and so I wanted to see the difference. And then I really saw what they did as the difference. Oh, yeah. And so I, I went all the way through The Ultimate Fighter 4. And I said, okay, I'll never watch that show again. Yeah. I've never watched it since. So. Yeah. I mean, I watched the first one because all my teammates were on it. Swick, Fitch was supposed to be on it. They actually called him at the airport and told him that he wasn't going to be on it. That's fucked up. Yeah. They, he was at the airport ready to board to go there. They called him while he was at the airport ready to board and said, yeah, we don't need you anymore. So that he didn't go on. So it was Fitch. It was Fitch, Cos, Bobby Swick, Southworth. Bobby well, Southworth. Cos was not your teammate back then. Who wasn't? Cos. Who? Cos Josh? Who? 
No, Josh Koscheck. Yeah, he was. Koscheck, yes, he was. He was already training at AKA at that time? Yes. Yeah, he'd already had four fights with us. Boy, I you guys him for did a horrible fights. job with his stand-up at that point. Bro, he'd only been there for he'd only been there for like he he hadn't even trained with us for three weeks and he was already set. He already fought in a tur- he was getting ready to fight in a tournament three weeks after training with us. I went to corner him because Bob had to go to some with someone to the UFC. I went to Sue Susanville uh, by Reno yep. to corner him in a in a eight man tournament. He had two fights that night, just destroyed everyone. A couple of Gracie guys just fucking took him down and just smashed their faces in. It was fucking brutal. I felt bad for one of them because he he should have never been fighting Koscheck. Like in terms, of, he just had he thought it was a jitsu guy just gonna pull guard and just take him. It was brutal. Koscheck. Yeah. So then you had you you guys had Swick, Koscheck, and Bobby Southworth then. Yes, yeah, Swiss Koscheck, Bobby Southworth. Yep. 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 Yeah, the Fitch was supposed to be on it as well. Yeah, oh, that was a stack. That. that was a, that was that was the first one that they ever had, and I watched that one. I loved it. I oh, loved yeah. everything about it. I thought it was fun. It was you know all the stuff with Lieben happened, all the other stuff that Bobby when he didn't when he almost didn't make weight and they were dragging him out of the sauna, and I was like, man, this is so fucking Bobby Southworth. <laughs> fucking, <laughs> I love Bobby to death, man. But it was He's just so guy. like fucking let me out of here, like and it just you just know I just know like. Bobby yeah, Southworth should be given credit for being the guy that created Dana White. Why is that? So are you kidding? It oh, was Bobby Southworth that when they, they, because all those guys went in there and they had no idea that they were not going to get paid anything to fight. And Bobby Southworth was like, hey, let me make this clear. I fight for money. I am, I'm not, I'm not coming here and fighting for nothing. And so he starts talking to all the guys and he says, Hey, we got to stick together on this. We can't fight for nothing. And, you know, you had guys like Forrest Griffin who had had a lot of pro fights yep. and, and, you know, Bonner had a, he probably had about six at that time. And, uh, Diego was fighting mostly out of uh, King of the cage and stuff, but he kind of you know, rallied them around. That's when Dana came in with, had the they did the whole thing and he's sitting standing there do you want to be a fucking fighter you know that whole speech was over that because he was trying to say hey you know they they put out a lot of money and they were they're way in the hole you know oh yeah at that point 54 million dollars in the hole and so dana's dropping the bucket now oh yeah like a drop in the bucket now dana's you know like dana's job everything was on the line and so that was the whole thing is he had that speech and that actually helped make the show. And yeah. then they, they decided, okay, if you get a finish, we'll, we'll pay you $5,000. So if you got a finish, you got the $5,000. So, well, but it was Bobby. Weird. Bobby was the one that started that. <laughs> but see, that's weird to me because I do know that, that they were getting, they only got paid if they fought. But they got paid if they won. And I don't know what the other person... I think it was 10 if they won and 5 if they lost. I I, I believe, because that's what that's what Koss and those guys were telling me when they got back. Now, maybe Zions paid them separately. Like, you know, I know they're still owned by them. Yeah. Zions was still owned by the Fertitas. Like, Gordon Biersch was owned by Fertitas. Yeah. You know, like... But I was under the impression that you made 5 if you just, if you just showed up and you lost. And you pretty much were out of the house anyways. And then you won 10 if you won. Which is apparently different than what you're saying. No, so, they're, but, they're, they're and I also to, didn't know that it was Bobby. They that made more money than they did because five thousand yeah. for a finish. Wow, fuck, that's I didn't know that. I didn't know, that. and those fights counted on their record at the time too. Did they? Yeah. 
Yes. They weren't exhibition fights at that time? No, they weren't. No, because they were three-round Even though they were two-round fights. No, they were three rounds back then. Maybe yeah, they, they didn't start the two rounds then. until later on. Yeah. They didn't start the two rounds until later on. Those all those earlier fights started uh, went on their on their uh, record. Yeah. Yep. 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 Because if you go in and you look up like Forrest Griffin and Bobby Southworth, right, they'll have them on there as fights. Yeah. Um, how long ago? What year? It was fucking two thousand five when, when MMA first started. Ninety three. Okay. <laughs> That's not good. Yeah. Yeah. Forrest no, Griffin only go, go. has the finale on his. No. So yeah. He's only oh, got the wow. finale, so they did not. Thank you very much. Really? Yeah. So yeah, did they because, start that? Because Forrest fought. Um, uh, he's fought Sam Hoger. Uh, yeah. Oh, here we go. Fight pro exhibition. That's what they were. Yeah, oh. And Alex. So when did they move them on. after? Then did they move them after their after the show had already went on? Because I thought it counted on their record back then. No, I didn't think so. I thought because it was two rounds. I think it was still two rounds back then. Well, these two. Did it, did it go to a third if they had to? I thought it was three rounds last time. Well, back no, the, no. If, if it if it went to the after the two rounds, it was a draw. Then yes, it would go to a third round. Mm. Okay, go go to go to Koscheck, Josh Koscheck. Okay, let me just because Koscheck, I think had a couple that went the distance, so that'll let me know. Because Forrest finished his guy. Yeah, he had a, he had one that went the distance against Levin. Yeah. Uh, just waiting for this. Yeah, because right now. so pro exhibition, he had uh, one that went three rounds. Yeah, against Diego Sanchez. Chris Le- so a pro exhibition. Okay, okay, fuck. So yeah, not, and no, notice he's two. got he's a two round win over Chris Levin because he won both rounds, so it, it didn't go to the third. Ah, ah, okay, okay. That and makes when a lot you see of the sense. decision split with Diego, that's because it went the third. It was went to, it went to the third because there was no winner at the time. Because he won one round, one and then Diego won one round. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, fuck. That sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Why did it suck? <laughs> we're just going back and tell you can't remember everything, man. That's we're hey, talking sixteen that, years that, ago, John. At that time of my career, if I was getting paid five grand a fight, fucking sign me up. I was making <laughs> dirt exactly. dog shit at the time. Yeah. My first three fights at the UFC were like two. It was like two and two, four and four, eight and eight. Yeah. I mean, I thought I was supposed to fight Ezra Edwards with the title. It was fucking eight and eight. See now, How back fucking then, sad and pathetic that is. Back then, people would talk about it, you know, and say, "Oh man, I can't believe he's like, dude, they're losing money." You yeah, know, what do you want? True. Yeah, you know, it's like now it's a little different. A yeah, little different now. now. Little different. A little different. <laughs> I understand. It's what all you're good though. All right, we got yeah, way the, off track. Yes, we did. <laughs> but Brian battle against Gilbert Urbina. That is for the 185 pound middleweight tournament championship and then the other one is at the bantamweight between ricky tercios turquios radios high stand high stand okay that's why kevin lee and daniel rodriguez are down there that's fucking bullshit anyways you should have the the, you should have the those guys open the show or be the main event on the pay-per-view like that's it. Why it's not pay per view. It's free. Main event. What are you oh, talking about? Ma- I'm sorry. You have lost be, your mind. Be the main event on the prelims is what I meant to say. Prelims, pay per view, same shit. Uh, I would rather <laughs> all, see him on the main. Look at that, Kevin they, Lee they all, versus they, Daniel Rodriguez. It all Rodriguez. gets the same amount of views. It all gets the same amount of views. <laughs> Fuck it. Main event on prelims or pay per view. Fuck it. That all Kevin right. Lee against Daniel Rodriguez. That's gonna be a good fight. Yeah. You know. All right. Who of- else? Oh, sorry. Sorry. 
I was oh, I'm just thinking. Da- look at Daniel. Daniel's a beast right now, and Kevin is oh. a great athlete, but coming off of two knee surgeries, hasn't fought in a while. Daniel Rodriguez is. I want to say, what's he like, 10 and 1 or 11 and 1 in his last 12 fights? 11, I don't, he's somewhere in there. Crazy. He's only got the the one loss he has is to, um, who the hell did he lose to? Uh, Dalby, the, the, the guy Nicholas from, Dalby. uh, yeah, the, he, he looks like yeah, a Viking. Nicholas Dalby. He's awesome. Yeah, he almost got knocked out by Dwight Grant. And then he fucking yep. turned the tides after Dwight Grant. Yes, he did. Sp- blew his wad all over and fucking just c- couldn't fight anymore. Dwight used to train with us at AKA, man. Super nice kid. Great kid. Yep. Got big power in his hands. His fighting style is like very unorthodox. Seems like you could take him down easily, but no, you can't. Like very and damn, damn weather storm because he was on fucking stilts in that fight. He was all over the place. Just looked like uh, Zab Judah after he got punched by fucking Mayweather and just <laughs> did the stanky leg <laughs> just everywhere, crazy. Ah, uh, but yeah, he's he's a dog. When I give people like when I when I talk about people yeah, and he's dogs, getting better, I talk about guys like Daniel Rodriguez. He's a dog. He's getting someone better. Like, yeah, he's just someone. I always get him mixed up with the guy who beat uh, Vieira, the jiu-jitsu guy. He tapped him. I always get him mixed up with him. Vieira who? Uh, Leo Vieira? The, no, not Theo. Did you say Theo? I said Leo. No, who was the who was the Vieira that should be at two hundred five, but he's not. He's he's uh, one eighty five. Rodolfo. Rodolfo. Oh, oh. Exactly. remember who was who? Who was yeah. who's that guy? Is his name Fluffy? Yeah, that's, oh, that's yeah, uh, Hernandez. Anthony Hernandez. 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 Okay, I always get the yeah. two of them mixed up. Hernandez and <laughs> yeah. Look, look, I like pull Anthony up, Hernandez. Pull, pull up Anthony Hernandez. Yeah, yeah I always get Anthony Hernandez, Fluffy. I was getting him mixed up with, uh, with uh, Rodriguez. You can't take man. the name Fluffy. That's Gabriel. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> that dude's hysterical. Hey, it's yeah, he is, and I love that he does his comedy without um, cuss words because I can't get through a day without cussing. I don't know how he gets through a show without cussing. Just, he lets Martin do it. Martin, <laughs> Martin, Martin. Oh man, he's fucking. He was great. I've seen him in person probably four or five times. He's awesome. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I met him. I met him. Shit, I met him in, fuck, where were we? Salinas. Not Salinas. Was it Salinas? Could be Salinas. We were, yeah, I think we were in Salinas. I met him at the Salinas Fox Theater or whatever. Went down, met him in person. And, and uh, Martin, I met him too. and Hung out with them a little bit afterwards. And then I met him again um, through Channing Tatum, just randomly uh, in Vegas. Like he was there and they were there and just like, hey, what's up? And that was it. Cool guy. Yeah. Really cool. Really, really cool guy. Uh, what else? Dustin oh. Jacoby against Darren Stewart. First off, I love this fight based on upon the fact that both of them have easy names to say, <laughs> but <laughs> but no, the truth is that Dustin Jacoby is, you know, he's been fighting for a long time, you know. Good kickboxing background, tough as nails. Darren Stewart, super strong. He had that fight, uh, well, twice against uh, uh, Eric Anders, and uh, hmm. he's super strong. That, that's going to be a that's going to be a a very hotly contested fight. Both of them got big power. Dustin got good stand up. He's his ground's gotten a lot better, so I think that's going to be a fun fight. That's in the prelims. Uh, off that topic, uh, Sam Alvey, is this uh, shit or get off the pot? I think he's lost a f- couple in a row. 
Yeah, I think so. It's getting that. It's getting to be that time, right? Scroll yeah. up. Damn. Unless you got to win. Two, four, five losses and one draw. Yeah, yeah. It's this is kind of that it's, moment right now. Yep. You know, and he's going against and, the guy that's a stud. Yeah, two of them were TKO stoppages, so that doesn't help either. You know, and then yeah, one split submission under most on recent. the draw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, submission, technical submission. I mean, it's one of those things. Like he's such a nice guy, man. I hate to see him go, oh, he's but a great like guy. You're, at, the, at that in this point in your career, thirty five years old, you're on the down. You're on the way down. Well, it's going to be like really either you know losses. whichever guy loses this, you mm-hmm. can figure that they're, they're out of the UFC. Yeah, uh, Wellington Terman is is good, strong. Tends to have problems with guys that have power, though. And look, there's one thing people don't. They don't give Sam Alvey credit. He can hit. Yeah, he's got power. He's got power in his hand. So, and he's he's sneaky as far as delivering it. He he picks his spots and he tags guys. So, this could be one that Sam Alvey pulls out. Got it. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, he gets back on the win track. I like him a lot. I've met him a couple of times at great some guy. events. Super he's a great. Guy. First time I ever his met him family. was in Sioux Falls. Yeah, his first whole time family. I ever met his him was in Sioux is, Falls. His wife is fantastic. She runs everything. Oh, she? And she runs his corner. She runs everything. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I met him in Sioux Falls. The first time I ever met him was in Sioux yeah. Falls. With the UFC in Sioux Falls, that was Lando Venata versus uh, Tony, Tony Ferguson. Ferguson. Yep. Lando fucking had Tony on skates, man. Ice skates flopping all around. Trouble. I was like, holy shit. That was after Tony had already beat me. I was like, holy shit. What the fuck is going <laughs> on is right now? Guy? Who is this fucking guy? I never heard of him. I had never fucking heard of Lando Venata. I was like, damn. Yeah. After that, I was a fan right from the get-go. I was a fan. I was like, this guy is fucking an animal. He took that fight on 10 days notice and had he fucking balled out. He balled out on that fight. He was he had a great fight. Yep. Absolutely amazing. Um, you know, outside of that, I mean, look, I'm really looking forward. The main event to me is doesn't matter what you're doing in your day, just stop doing that. Gotta, okay? and you watch gotta the, watch, watch that main event. Watch the main event. You know, I'm interested to see how Kevin uh, they got a couple. They, well, I'm, I'm just they, the, the look at the Dustin Jacoby versus Darren Stewart. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a, as I say, a snubber blocker. They're going to go after it. They're going to be <laughs> swinging. I think Sam Alvey against Wellington. Yeah, they're both on losing. You know, a little bit on losing streaks, but Sam's going to come swinging. And if he connects, it could be good. You yeah. know, as far as watching and stuff like that. But then I think the Kevin Lee versus Daniel Rodriguez. That's a great one. Too. So yeah. there's a lot. There's some fun. There's some yep. really interesting matchups on this card, right. and that's without the the Ultimate Fighter thing, which no. I don't care. About. Yeah, you know the, the Ultimate Fighter thing, man. It kind of turns me off. Sorry. <laughs> they should just have their own their own show. Yeah, like their own. They already have their own show. I know, but they should have their own show for their own fights. Kind of like how the Contender Series does. Like, okay, let's not try to mix those in with the guys that have been doing it. You know, doing it there for the longest time. All right, everyone, go to mybookie.ag, use the promo code WayneIn, and you can make bets on every sport there is. Basketball, tennis, soccer, golf, and even during the election time, they had bets on that. They've got different types of bets for all different sports and included one of our favorite sports that we love to talk about, MMA and also boxing. So make sure you go to mybookie.ag, use the promo code WayneIn. The best part about betting on the sports is then you become more involved. You feel like you're part of it. You don't have to bet a lot. Five bucks, big deal. 
but use that promo code. You see that nice little barcode? That one right there? Use that. Use your phone. Hit it. Put in that promo code weighing in. You will get a bonus extra cash for your account. You can use that to make millions. Okay, maybe not millions, but you could use it to make a couple dollars. Have fun with it. Don't bet too much, but always win. John, talk to me. Paul <laughs> Woodley versus Paul, baby. Can you believe we're talking about this shit? Can no. you believe it? <laughs> yeah, here it comes again. <laughs> hey, as long hey, whatever, man. Like if they're getting views and they're making I money, was gonna uh, say something that would get me in uh, trouble, so I'm not gonna say it. But. What? Just whisper it, whisper it in my ear. No one hear you. Yeah, yeah, no one will hear you. Go ahead. John, John, whisper it, whisper it in my turn ear. Your no. volume, yeah, turn your volume then. Yeah, turn your volume down. It. It's like a you pimple. You shut your mouth when you're like talking to me, It's like a pimple that just keeps coming back, man. Oh. And it's back again. No. This is going to be. Hey, like, but the thing is, though, John, in all fairness, though, like the Logan Paul and Mayweather thing, I went to watch Mayweather. That was kind of it. I wanted to see, like, how would he do with someone against a hunt that was 190 pounds. This yeah. fight, though, they're a little bit closer in weight. But then the other thing as well is you have a real pro, you have a real fighter fighting someone who is what three and zero? Is he three and zero now or two and zero? Three and zero. These yeah, he's three and zero. I think so. Like, like I get it. T Woods should have the advantage in terms of you know all the things that we're talking about with all the athleticism. All and I don't know if he's as I don't know if he is more athletic than Jake Paul. Jake Paul seems to be a pretty good athlete. And so when I'm talking about T Wood, realistically, it's the I give the I don't even know if I want to give the punchy power to him. After seeing what he did to uh, Ben Askren, it's hard to say that T. Woods got the punching power. Because like you and I have talked about, and T. Woods, our friend, T. Wood is our boy. We've I've followed him forever, Strike Force, and with UFC. And we've friends, we've trained together a bunch of times. And he came out to AK and also in Hawaii. Look, the bottom line is, is that he's never had the one crunch like you pointed out. He's never had that one crunch knockout power. And I was like, I threw it out there. I was like, well, what about when he fought my boy, Koscheck? He's like, no, he hit him first. Hurt him, and then he had to hit him again for him to go down. I'm like, yeah, but he's got power. He's got power. I don't know if he's got the same type of power a, in boxing gloves. He's though. a yeah, that's the difference. He's a he's a strong guy. He's not a big guy per se. He's muscular, but he's a strong individual. But he doesn't have that just the power that you go ooh. He doesn't have that, you know. And we're talking. He was hitting guys with. Four ounce gloves. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be different with 10. They're going to be in a, in a 10 ounce glove. And so I just look in when you are this guy that was a fighter in MMA, there's so many elements to MMA that your focus on the stand up art of boxing is limited. You know, I'm not saying you're not doing it, but you're doing it this much compared to the, what the boxer is doing. Now, how good a boxer is Jake Paul? Well, he's proved himself to be, he's decent. And, and I, and all I can go off of is guys that I know that have either sparred with him, trained with him, know him. And they say, Hey, the guy's good. He's got power. He, he takes a shot. Well, he moves well, he does the right things. Now, all of them say, now, is he ready for a, for a, a you know, a good boxer? No. But is he ready for a good MMA guy that hasn't been boxing a lot? Yeah, he's ready for him. So I just look and say, I hate to say it, Tyron can win the fight, but he needs to he needs to win the fight in the first two rounds. And if he doesn't, it ain't going to get better for him. 
and yeah, he's forty years old. That makes a huge difference. He's fighting That's a young thing. guy who's faster than he is. He's bigger than he is. He's stronger than he is. All those things work against Tyron. That's the number one thing that scares me the most is the is the age. Because yeah. I mean, how old is Jake Paul? Twenty six, twenty seven, somewhere in there. I don't even think he's that. I think he's twenty five or twenty six. Twenty four, twenty five, twenty four. Twenty four. At that age, I could fucking run like ten miles. Go all day long. Hit mitts. Fucking wrestle five rounds. Like fucking spar ten rounds. Like it was like all right, cool. Maybe the next day I was a little sore. Fucking that was about it. I had had a yoga class. Felt better the next day. (laughs) Like I felt great. You know what I mean? So at that age, whereas T Wood, he's got to fucking, he's got to dial down what he's got to be doing during training. People were talking about. There was a video that came out on uh, Jake Paul where he's, I think uh, Amanda Serrano is in one, is farther down on another heavy bag. And, and they just have him shooting twos, double doubling up on a twos. But you can see he's exhausted and he's dead tired. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, I look like shit. Look at him dropping. Like, hey, go and get exhausted and have your arms so heavy you can hardly lift them. And let's see what you do. Okay, don't go off of that because that's not going to be him in the fight. You know, it's yep. just like he's a lot better than people are giving him credit for. Now, I still say he keeps fighting. This is that video right here. But he keeps fighting people that are smaller than him. Yeah. And he's smart about doing it. But that it's it's a huge advantage when you're fighting a guy who normally would be fighting 25 pounds less than where you're at. Amanda Serrano's a freaking. She's a stud. She's a stud. She is. Yeah, she works. She works with Ruka, and I, I do a lot of stuff with Ruka as well. But she's she's an absolute stud. But uh, with it's in terms of people talking about what look, we're talking about practice. By the way, when someone's dog dead tired, don't go diss on them from your fucking couch. Okay, oh, just exactly. sit back. Yeah, just sit back, enjoy the show. I know I probably just pissed off a bunch of people because you guys are a bunch of couch warriors. I understand. Okay, <laughs> but like you guys got to remember, this is probably his. He's probably been, he's probably been in there for an hour and a half. He's probably been hitting the bag, doing. He probably did a couple rounds with him on the mitts as well. Now he's trying to tighten up the technique. He's tired. Let him be, man. At twenty four years old, I mean, it's gonna happen. But he, I guess what tomorrow he's gonna recover a lot faster than Tyron Woodley. Oh, and when he does that, he's gonna be able to hit the mitts a little bit more. He's gonna be able to go a little bit longer. He's gonna be able to run a little bit further. He's gonna do all the things that T Wood won't be able to do at forty years old. Now T Wood's got the experience to make up for that. But I have to agree with John. If if T Wood don't get him out of there, I'd say by the middle of the third round, it's gonna get worse. It's gonna get worse and worse, and it's gonna it's not gonna get worse by a little bit. It's gonna get worse by a lot. You know, because boxing pace is not the same as MMA pace, where I can just take you down and hold you and control position for a little bit if I need to, or I can clinch you against the wall, catch my breath, you know, fight you for underhooks, all that stuff, and avoid getting taken down. That ain't going to happen. They get into a, cl- a clincher position where the ref's going to break him. Okay, fight again. Okay, get back in the clincher right away like Bernard Hopkins. Okay, ref's going to break you. I don't know if T. Wood's going to be able to go, th- you know, what is it, eight rounds? I don't think he's going to be able to go a hard eight rounds with someone who's 24 years old. is going to push the pace on him. The saddest part of all this shit is he he let fucking Paul, was Jake Paul? Yeah, Jake Paul, talk him talk into him fucking, into a tattoo. you lose, into a tattoo. What the fuck? 
And if you don't do it, apparently somewhere in the contract, if you don't do it, you have to donate a certain amount of your purse to whatever the charity is of your choice, which is a cool. I'm down behind that. Yeah, but that's, uh, now I'm okay lost. neither one of them does it then. Yeah, now they've lost the bag. Now they lost, you know, they lost, like, as T. Wood was saying, oh, he's going to have to pay me a bag, you know, towards my charity. Well, if you lose and you decide not to get the tattoo, which I think whatever that money is, it'd be worth it not to get that damn tattoo on you. Okay. <laughs> so whatever it is, pay that bag. <laughs> Just at least you know it's going to a charity. Or you can oh, have a man. really good tattoo artist and you ha- you let him put it on there. And you take that picture and then you say, now cover that some bitch up. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be something in there that says you have to have it for a certain amount of time. I don't know. You would think there would be something in there. It says you have to have, you have to have it for, and it's got to be an. It's, I don't know where you would say a place it at. Remember well, when Anik Anik got? I think Anik got a tattoo two oh nine because yeah, of Nate, Nate oh, Diaz beating right. Conor McGregor. Yeah, jeez, fucking Anik, John Anik, that a baby. You, you let you let you let fucking you let Nate Diaz fucking strong arm you. You son of a gun. Oh <laughs> look at that! There it is, two oh nine. It was either oh, that or get awesome. stalked and slapped. Oh, I would have taken the tattoo, bro. I would have taken the tattoo for sure. No way I want fucking Nate chasing me around. Where's my fucking tattoo, motherfucker? 209. I think it's great. I just wonder, like, is there a placement they had to agree on? Because first off, I'm not letting you put your fucking name on my low back. <laughs> you know what I mean? As a tramp stamp. There's no way I am fucking allowing you to That's pick the exactly spot. exactly where it should go, baby. You know? What if it goes like right on your fucking belt line, right, right, right where your right, belt right is, over, you yeah, can see it, it right there, right over your Fuck belly button, no, yeah, I'd or say, your okay. heart. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Heart. Can you imagine if you had if you had Jake Paul's name on your yeah, on your ass? Dude. I mean, come on, oh. man. Jeez, then you got to get that covered up. Fuck, no way. No, there's got. I want to get the details on the contract for this this uh, <laughs> tattoo shit. It's crazy. There's just no way I'm allowing you to put your fucking name on me. I'll pay you the extra money, you know. And if there, if I am allowing you to put your name on there, how long does it have to stay? Like I take the picture, I post it, and then I just cover it up, or do I have to hold it for a year, two years, five years? What is it? A I month? don't know. I don't even know. I dude, I That's I said brutal. it. I said it when uh, you know that whole thing came out. I said Tyrone screwed up. All he had to say was, "Hey, let me let me tell you something. You're a child. I'm a man. Yeah. I don't put other men's name." I don't even yeah. think about it. So get that crap away from me. Yeah, would you like children yeah. think about that? That's all he had to yeah, do. What, I would have told him, "What are you thinking? You thinking are you in love with me that much? You want my name all over your ass? Is that <laughs> okay, what you, you want? <laughs> Is that what you want? You're in love with me that much? You can't be away from me. You want my name on your ass? That's what I see. Anyways, <laughs> um, look. The overall, the fight's gonna be. I think it's. Look, I know it's a circus show. I know, oh. but here's the thing, though. It's it's got me a little. It's got me a little interested, <laughs> John. It's got me a little interested, man. The, oh, did you hear who is part of the uh, commentary team? I heard Ariel Hawani is Ariel Hawani. He's got his place because he's no. you know he's with the the Paul brothers. I Jeez. love it. I love I, it. Go I, Ariel. I'm a little. This is I'm what you do though. when you when you can leave ESPN. You can just freelance. Keep on going. Yeah, I mean, I mean, nice I'm hearing that I'm hearing that he may he may end up trying to sign with Showtime for a long term deal. Good, let I him mean, do it. I mean, you know, he's trying to show, he's trying to sign with Showtime. Hey, if he signs with Showtime, I guess you and I have to be a little nicer to him for a while. Just to kind of, <laughs> I'll be not, I mean, I'm nice. You know, I'm, I'm always nice. nice. I think he just he I just thinks that I'm ragging on him. I'm not I'm not ragging on him. I actually like the guy. It's just you know I've had problems with him in the past in terms of personal like uh, interviews. 
you know, and just some of the stuff he says. I'm like, you know, but whatever, man. Like, hey, look, we're grown adults. Move on. It's past it. I and mean, that was also too when I was fighting, not now. I just like to poke fun at him now because he takes it so personal. <laughs> like he talks about it. And I'm like, why? Uh, why? It's I'm just joking back and forth. And John, you know, yeah. if anyone can take a fucking joke, it's me. I, I don't take anything to heart whatsoever. No, except you're for great. When Dave doesn't except for when Dave doesn't do his job. That shit pisses me <laughs> off. Fuck. But everything else, like With I with as give much two crap shits. as I give you. Come on, man. Shit. I mean, and I'm saying you guys, you guys, honestly, the shit that we talk about when we're oh. not on camera and, and I get I, I, I get it big time from him and I give it Bro. back, though. But it's like, yep, you it back. Is, this is fun to me, man. Like no. life should not be taken this serious. No. So I enjoy it. Um, Ariel, if you're offended at all by anything I say, please don't take me serious. I'm just I'm just we just call, I'm just uh, what do they call it? Just joshing with you. Just joshing. <laughs> just joshing oh, there you go. That's what you That's say a lot. Shit. I'm just yeah, joshing. Yeah. I need to get a shirt. I need to get a shirt that, that shirt that yeah. says that. Just joshing with it. People that think I'm fucking with them, I'm just gonna start sending them a shirt to say just joshing with it. Well, you're gonna need one soon that says I'm Josh because your CTE is making you forget shit. So you're gonna need uh, that soon anyway. What does it say? I'm just Josh with my name. I Josh. I'm Josh. See, see, I think I think that's like really just bad Scottish humor because no one really cared about that joke. <laughs> John, John, it's a really bad just Scottish humor. Uh, All right. Um. Okay, so I mean, like, that's what this this that's this Saturday night. This Saturday, baby. I will be doing it's another coming. fight companion. I'll be doing another fight companion with Brennan for this show. Uh, go down during the day or whatever, and uh, and film. We'll film it of the night when the when the fight's on. So, so now hold on. Are you, are you also doing the UFC? You guys no, will be watching know. that, or I'm just have watching to. the boxing? Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to watch it. So I think we're gonna be on the boxing. Maybe they're gonna flip it back and forth. But if not, I'll just have it on my I'll have it on my phone right in front of me so I can watch it. Because we gotta talk about it the next morning. You got chin, he can put up two TVs. Yeah, yeah. Let's go, chin. Show those muscles, buddy. <laughs> Show those muscles. Um, all right, Dave, what else you got for us, bud? Well, so just so you guys know as well, we, we obviously um won't be so Josh, just real quick, this is on the twenty ninth, which is Sunday. So um how are you gonna how are you gonna be um uh gone? No, the Woodley fight is it on Sunday? It says 29th, it says, which is Sunday, I believe. Ooh. Yeah, the 29th oh, I... is Sunday. Dun, dun. I don't think Brennan knows that because he <laughs> called me asking. He called me asking. He's like, hey, can you make it? He's like, can you make it for Saturday for the, for, um. <laughs> so I'll let you guys figure that out. But, main, but for our hey. fans, I just want to let you guys know that we won't obviously discuss this until the midweek show next week. Because um, if you look right here, it does say August 29th. Um, yeah it does so, so i thought it was saturday I, I didn't think anyone would do a fight on sunday shit i didn't think so either fuck i'm totally screwed after the ufc I... pulled out of utah <laughs> trying to do it on a sunday yeah, so... wow oh shit did they really yeah <laughs> um, that's great all right well then let, i guess let me get all that let me get all that cleared up and then we'll still film saturday night then all right if that's the case because yeah, he was saying we're only doing the pay-per-view for um for the 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 other one for, so for uh paul and woodley yeah expect the AC. recap on this one next week yeah so fans you guys you guys gotta understand okay don't rely on me for dates math reading <laughs> any of that shit okay because that's not me that's no, not me definitely not okay? math and apparently you can't rely on me for math. time and schedules and any of that shit either i just show up to my job and that's it um <laughs> All right, All right, so we'll clear that air. We'll clear that air. So if it is Sunday, that's even that's cool. I'll, I'm down with that. That's even better. All right. That's way better. Not even a little bit better. That's way better. 
All right. So we're going to hop into some news. Um, so the first piece uh, being around Jake Paul, um, basically saying that he believes he's in Dana White's head over fight or pay. Um, but then in addition to this, there's um, one of the guys training with Jake um, said that he turned down an MMA fight because Jake offered him more money just to train with him um, versus him fighting in MMA. Um, so there's a couple of pieces to that. And so just, you know, get, get your guys thoughts yeah. overall. Dave, do me a favor. Scoot your mic a little bit closer because I can barely Is hear that you. better? Yeah, there you Sorry. go. That's better. That's yeah, you gotta, that, that thing that we spent a lot of money on for you to talk into, that's what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. All right. Uh, uh, so, okay. So, yeah. So he's, he thinks he's in Dana White's head over fighter pay. I can tell you right now, he, Dana gives zero, zero fucks zero about fucks. what he thinks. Exactly. Zero fucks what he thinks. <laughs> and I mean, like... It just let's be honest. When Dana's worth, let's just say Dana's worth about six hundred and fifty, maybe seven hundred million dollars. Do you think he really cares? Do you think he really cares? Totally. totally. Does not care what does not care what a YouTube kid thinks. Okay, as much as I like Jake Paul and I like watching, I like what he's done. He's stirred the pot. He's doing a lot of things. I think he's doing a lot of great things. Um, for being so young at twenty four years old. But let's be real. Dana White gives zero shits what he thinks about fighter pay, and he Dana's going to keep doing what he does. Politicians have done more like trying to put put shit down on Dana. Dana's like just shrugged it right off. Jake has no say in what's going on. It does not in his head at all. None. Zero. Zilch. So keep going. Right? Keep am going. I right am I right or am I wrong there, John? No, you're totally right. It, yeah. He he's using I think they're both using each other for yes. you know, put things out there and stuff, but he's he is more just amused with what's going on here with Jake Paul. It's, it, it, none of it's bothering right. him. Dana yeah, doesn't get bothered thing, by that. It helps that Jake Paul, or it helps Dana if Jake Paul mentions Hell yes, him. that's why he says he's because, using him. Because all of his all of his subscribers now and all of his people that he has on his YouTube channel, they go to see what happens if, to Dana, what happens to their fighters, because now Jake Paul's going to say something about it, so they want to have to be able to see it. They want to be able to see what, what Jake's talking about, so they go and they watch now some of the UFCs because of that. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, it's no they're using each other, I would say, definitely. Next. Now, so uh, he, he made a thing about, uh, I think it's Anthony Taylor, who, who actually yep. trains out of the body oh. shop with A.J. McKee and uh, mm -hmm. Baby Slice and... Joey Davis in there. Um, that's been one of Jake Paul's, I guess, sparring partners for this. And he's fighting Tommy Fury in a cruiserweight matchup, which is hysterical because mm -hmm. uh, well, the, the first time I watched Anthony Taylor fight, he fought at 145 in MMA. And then, because he, he fought Adam Borch, in fact, oh, did in Hungary. Oh. Fought Adam Borch in Hungary. Is that then, Bellator? Yeah. Yep. I heard that was the worst fucking Bellator trip ever because the hotel that they had booked, like somehow, it used to be a hospital. Yeah, it was well, bad. No, they had booked one hotel, and the one that they were supposed to stay in ended up like something happened, and they had to stay at a different one. And the second one was like you said, like a hospital. They fucking hated it. They were so pissed, and then. Man, John, can you imagine putting together all the stories that you know from MMA and I know from MMA and and anyone, whatever, we pulled in Goldie, anyone that Goldie knows from MMA? Like, all the shit from early UFCs. I mean, oh, yeah. it, if you did a book like that, you could have an encyclopedia of just just shit that happened. It's Things so that happened. But uh, Anthony Taylor is complaining, saying that you know, he, he was offered an MMA fight, but then Jake 
like as podcast Dave was saying, offered him more money to stay and being his sparring partner, and that he made more money sparring and being the sparring partner for Jake Paul than he did in all of his MMA fights put together. And I believe him. I do. You know? Yeah. You want to, why do you believe him, John? Go ahead, say it. It's real simple. When you're fighting on preliminary fights at the beginning of a fight card, no one gives a shit about you. You don't, you don't make a lot of money. You've got to win those fights to get yourself in a position to make money. Yeah. And he didn't do that for a lot of his career. Then he went to combates and he's, he's won his last couple fights and he came back to Bellator and he beat Chris Avila in a fight that you and I watched and went, I don't know if he won that one, but yeah, I don't, know decision. I don't know if he won. It was a majority decision. Okay. But he, you've got to do something to make people want to see you. So a promoter wants to put you on his card in a place that means something. Do that. And you'll start to get paid more than you're getting paid to be a sparring partner for Jake Paul. Yeah. Come before on. he lost Adam Boric, he lost to James Gallagher. Yep. So yeah, that was, that was another fight. Joke. Yeah. I mean, and that's the yeah, whole, like, but that's the difference. Here's Anthony Taylor, okay, and he fights James Gallagher, and he loses. And James Gallagher goes up, and Anthony Taylor goes down. Then he wins a fight, and he comes back a step, and then he faces Adam Borch and loses. And Adam Borch goes up, and there goes Anthony Taylor down. And that's part of fighting. You're yeah. not going to get paid when you're not winning those fights that are the ones yeah. that are going to take you to that next level. Exactly. So. Yeah, like I've I've said this over and over and over again. Winning solves everything. If you want to complain about your pay, start this. fucking winning. Like, when it's, like keep winning. Now look, well, guys like guys like Francis Ngannou have a gripe. John, I don't know what John Jones is making, but like for him to go up to heavyweight, he's got a little bit of a gripe. I don't know what he was paying, what he was making before at light heavyweight and being the champ for so long. And, and but to go up to heavyweight and fight there and try and fight someone like Francis Ngannou, well, he deserves to get paid a little bit more. I'm not saying a ton more. I'm just saying a little bit more. He's making some changes. And, you know, the UFC's always controlled people from, like, hey, you can't go up. There was a lot of times where fighters tried to go up. They're like, no, you're staying where you're at. They know, like, they want to control where you go. Well, John goes up and, hey, well, if I, now if you're encouraging me to go up, give me a little bit of a bump and pay. This guy, he has no gripe. You got to win, bro. Yeah. You know, if you're on the prelims, you're never going to get paid much. You got to get to the main cards. You got to be the main yeah. status and not lose, by the way. <laughs> getting to the main card doesn't mean shit unless you win. The kid that we just saw that fought uh, Keith Lee, uh, Lugo. That was the first time he ever fought on the main card. You first know, time. We just had the Sioux Falls. First time he ever and fought on the main card. And look at what he card. did. And fuck, he had a great fight. He had a great yep. fight. And I walked out of the interview and Keith Lee in the back, and I was like, man, Keith Lee's going to win this fight. Because the way he was talking, I'm like, he's... He was focused. He was ready. Everything. I was like, man, you know, John, I'm a sucker for that shit. <laughs> guys, <laughs> guys, I'm telling guys you, man, can I will. You in anything, man. <laughs> people can sell fucking like if I was an Eskimo, they could sell ice to me. I swear to God, <laughs> this true. is so fucking crazy. I walk in. I look at a fight, right? And my mind says this guy for sure is going to win. I walk into the room of the guy that I think is going to lose. Two seconds later, he's talking to me. I'm like, I come out. I'm like, that guy's that gonna fucking that win. Gonna win he's gonna win. He's gonna win. There's a chance he's gonna win. And, and I'm then, looking like, at you like, have you lost your mind? I have. I have lost. I I really care for people, man. That's my biggest like flaw. I care for people, and when I I listen to them talk and the way they convince me, and like, yeah, I don't think you can do this. I don't think you can do that. And I start thinking to myself, you know what? You're right. Their takedown defense isn't that good. You know what? You're right. I saw them got wobbled. They got wobbled by Mike Tyson yeah, one time. I remember. Yeah. They must not have a chin. They must no. not have a chin. Mike Tyson doesn't and hit then, that hard. 
I walked out of there going, fuck, you know what? He's going to probably fucking win. Yeah. And then the, the fight happens. It's like a minute no, 30 starts. No, no. Before, <laughs> before that, we sit down and you say, I, I think, and I, and I look at you and I go, have you, you lost go, your you mind? Crazy? How many times? Oh, man. I go, I've got a- Josh, you're doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a good heart, man. What can I say? I, I believe in people. It's it's yeah. rough, man. It's rough. Uh, what's next, Dave? Uh, next piece is news on Francis Ngannou saying his old coach wants to be famous, um, and he goes on to <sighs> say <clears throat> he goes on to talk about how basically he was getting scolded by his coach for taking up all the spotlight, um, <laughs> talking about Instagram followers and things like that. Um, and Jeez. you know we covered this a bit more prior yeah. as far as the detail goes but um that was our next piece of news there was something that i had to this it kind of will relate to this but go ahead john what do you think on this you know if if i i haven't been there i don't know and uh so it's it, i'm just going off of what francis is saying and if it's true shame on you this isn't about you okay yeah. if you look at the great trainers that are out there they get their due eventually yeah because they're great trainers and they keep bringing people to the forefront that keep winning which in turn makes them look good you want to look good as a trainer start freaking putting guys out there that win fights and all of a sudden people start looking at you you can take you know and it's been you know if you go into long you know periods you know Greg Jackson is a guy that, you know, a lot of people are going to look at and say, great trainer. He is. Look at all the guys that he's brought forward to be at the highest level. And then you can take a look at guys that have come a little bit after him. Mike Brown out of ATT. Take a look what he's done with guys. And, you know, Mo, Mo Law now is in there. And then you can even go to Eric Nip Nixick at Extreme Couture. No one knew who Eric was for a long yeah. time until – all of a sudden, now he's the guy bringing guys forward, and people are going, dude, Eric Nixick is a great coach. That's how you get recognized if that's important to you. But it's all about the fighter. Yeah. You know, I, I, no one, this, the simplest way for me to say it, I used to say it all the time. Look, no one comes to look at a referee, no one comes to look at a trainer. They come to watch fighters. That's it. Because if the fighters weren't there, people wouldn't buy a ticket. Well fucking said, John. That's true. I hate when fucking refs, you know, like Big John yourself, have jumped in, try to make the fight all about you. I fucking hate that <laughs> shit. <laughs> I love that shit. No, but hey, just today, Gary V posted something and said, hey, because like trainers like this, and I'll give you guys a couple of examples of, of trainers we've had at AKA over the years that no longer were there because they felt like they weren't getting the fucking spotlight. And like Gary V posted this Spotlight's not today. yours. You're right. I agree with you. They, 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 we had one of them fucking leave the gym because they couldn't go into the cage after the fight because the commission only allows one, one person or something like that to go in it, at the time they were having a at deal. The UFC was having a deal with like, Hey, you can only have one person in after, after the fight. So I don't know why or when that was, or if it's two or whatever, but he what he didn't get to go in. I think Javier or Bob went in and he fucking came back to the gym. Fucking never came back. He never came back to the gym after that it was gone. Net we no one never, never talked to anyone. Nothing. All I know is that there was something mentioned from him to the fighter that he was there to corner saying like, yeah, if I'm not allowed to go in the gym, then I'm just not going to, if I'm not allowed to go in the cage after you win, then I'm not going to be part of this. Disappeared, gone, okay. never saw him again. Bye -bye. But like here, 
for trainers. Let me give you guys an example, okay? Gary V posted this day. Everyone starts with zero fucking followers. Stop judging and create more content. Now, the one thing that I will say, because Javier Mendez is doing this right now. Sure, he's a great coach, and he's had the history of being a great coach, okay? But he continues to produce great athletes and are great, great fighters, I should say. But he's also taking guys that are good at what they do, and then he's groomed them to be good at you know, at putting it all together. That's one thing he's done very well. But what he is not doing, though, is he's not sitting by waiting for somebody else to create his stardom. What he's doing is he's making great fighters and a bunch of them at as many as he possibly can. He continues to do that. But what he also does is what Gary Vee just said. He creates a ton of fucking content. He's constantly doing videos of Khabib hitting mitts. He's constantly doing videos of Islam doing funny stuff, whether it's opening a package, a package and someone jumping out, like setting up, you know, um, like jokes and scare tactics. Like when they come in, someone scares them when they come through the door. It's content involving his stars. So it's nothing like too personal, but it's just fun stuff. Creating more content for your social media, especially using your your athletes as stars, using them in your content, is going to get you more publicity. And whatever your your athletes decide to do by reposting it or or sharing it or whatever it is, then that's on them. But and if your athletes are smart, they'll help build you up as well. Because the more that your trainer is happy with him, like with Khabib, not not with Khabib, but Hav, with him being able to get so much publicity from all of this stuff, now. It makes your coach a lot happier because now sponsors are reaching out to him going, Hey, I have a new bag, you know, or I have a new, a new set of mitts. I'll send them to you. Like they get a bunch of free content now. I got a body shield. I got, I've got a body shield. Perfect for you to wear. You know, I've got new gloves. I got new mitts. I've got new kick shields, whatever it is. And then those guys don't have to put the money out because they're using their fighters to help leverage themselves to get more, to get more pads for their gyms because running a gym is not cheap. You know, and John, you can, can you can contest to this, and I have gyms now, and fucking hello, just can't wait to just, you know what I mean? It's 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 a daily struggle of being in the gym all the time, knowing that you want to do, you have to do all these other things, running trainers, doing all this stuff. This is a great way for him to, if that his trainer would have created content, he could have built on that, and I'm sure that Ingano would have retweeted, reposted, redone whatever, you know, and created him to, for him to become more of a star but instead he wanted it all right now at this moment and just felt jaded by it all and then when that starts happening i don't care what fighter who who you are as a fighter get rid of that coach yep. get rid of him later on down the road when like now if ingana was champion he'd be even more of a fucking headache that's just more shit you don't need going into big time fights when you're supposed to be getting paid I just think that creating the content as a trainer, holding mitts for your fighters, you know, whatever it is, you know, breaking it out, even just jokes and having fun, that will help build your star power, which will bring in more subscribers or more followers that will make you more money. That's yep. all. I, okay. That was a lot. I said a mouthful there. So. All right. Next. Next. Next topic. John, John said, all right, I thought he was about to go off just like Josh. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, next topic is on Misha Tate. Um, basically talking about her fighter payout um, from from the last fight, um, she has been booked for a main event slot against Ketlin Vieira. Um, but you know, based on this last fight as well, she was talking about like based, paying out. Like I think it was ninety eight percent. She said um, she paid out ninety eight percent at least. Yeah, she had to pay out. She said she paid out ninety eight percent of her purse. Jeez. Yeah, I I at least spent. It had to be about ninety eight percent. So maybe I walked away with a little bit. But out of two hundred thousand, yeah, I'm just lucky I made a bonus. To be honest, 
Okay, so so look, I want to put this. John, do you want to go first? No, because okay. I just rambled on for a while. People are probably tired of hearing my voice. You go first, John. Okay, you go. First. All right, let, let's be honest. First off, camps do cost money, and especially when you're someone like Misha coming back, there was a lot of things there to yep. look at to say I'm, I want to do this the right way. So when you're talking about strength and conditioning, you're talking about your trainers, you're talking about massage therapy and all the different things that you need to do to take care of your body so you can get back in the gym and get yourself in that peak performance, which you've got to admit, she came into that fight, she was in great shape, and that takes time, effort, and money. And so I don't know what she made for the fight. Um, 200. Okay, so she made 200. Uh, saying that she only got 90, you know, she put out 98%. You probably put out a little bit too much, but yeah, between your trainers, your management, taxes, all of that stuff, and then you start talking about the, you know, strength and conditioning people and massage therapy people and cryotherapy and all the different things that you can do to try to keep yourself as you're getting older. And she's, a, she's not old, but she's, you know, at that point she's where 30. all these things will make a difference. 34, right? 36, 35, I think. 35, 35, 36. In the middle. So <laughs> right, right at that, it does cost money. Now she, she knew what she was doing and I'm sure she's okay with it. And she's looking and saying, that's an investment in my future, and there's nothing wrong with that. First off, I want to start off this conversation with, like, who the fuck cares what she spends her money on? I don't even know why. She came out with, like, a, a whole separate interview talking about, like, it's my money. I can do what I want. And that I have to agree with her 100%. Why are people judging her for what she decides to spend her money on? That's one. Two is, let's not forget, she's had two kids. And most recently, she had one, I think, just a little over a year ago. So the yep. fact that within a year, year and a half, she's already got her body back into fight shape. And she looked absolutely phenomenal. I'm a huge fan of Misha just, just based off of that. And look, and when people talk about it, at 35 years old, it's hard not only to come off kids, but then to get your body in enough shape to get through a full camp. So the running, she's going to have to have probably massages after that. The amount of nutrition that she puts into her body. Those things are, they're not cheap. Whether she hired a nutritionist or not, I don't know. Okay. But she yeah, probably would have been if smart. If she for her did, you're looking at $4,000 yeah. know, a month easy. Sometimes it's easy. more. So, yeah. Yeah. My, my nutritionist said for Lockhart and Leith, for the first time, first time he did my camp, it was 4000 And that was only for a month. Good. I had him. Then I had him for my second camp and he came out for two, for six, six or eight weeks. And it was a little over six weeks, seven weeks. And uh, he ran me 6000 So I got a little bit better deal for the longer he was there. But he was also working with other fighters while he was in AKA. So that's what helped cut the cost down. If you have your own nutritionist, right, who is there and in, in your house living with you like mine was, it costs a pretty penny. So that's not just nutrition. But her body with the lactic acid buildup, trying to get through all that stuff, that just having a baby and, and things like that, she's probably had to get massages, I'd say, two or three a week. You know, um, different types of ice baths, recoveries, cryo, you know, yep. massage therapy as well. Um, active release, ART, um, those type of treatments, you know, sports therapy type uh, treatments. Those cost money. Now, maybe they have something like that at the uh, UFC Performance PI. Institution. Yeah, the PI where people can help her with that. But are they, I know they're good, but are they people that will spend 20, 30 minutes really working on your body? Or are they people that will just graze over it real quick, say five to 10 minutes? 
there's a difference between needing a real therapist to work on you and get the get all the lactic acid out of you or get the kinks out of your body. And those are the ones that kind of you walk into their office and they kind of brush over. Okay, that's good. And you're out of here. Not all therapists are the same. It's like not all doctors are the same. Not all fighters are the same. And so there's a lot of things, I think. Also, too, who's watching her kids while she's training at this time? Does her husband have a job? Like, there's a lot of things that go on right now in terms of, of that. So this, the money spent, I have no doubts. I have no doubts. I don't know if it was $190,000 worth. Yeah. Maybe she did overdo it, but it was her first fight back after years. And so she probably went overboard on a lot of things, making sure that it was 100% done the right way. I, I just think she, she was investing in her future. Yeah, yeah because at. look, that win right there got her what? Got her a main event slot main now event. against uh, Ketlin Vieira. So if that's the case, it worked. It yep. worked. You know, she got a bonus also. It worked. So whatever she did, she did right. So, like I said, last thing is, who cares what she does with her money? It's her fucking money. <laughs> That's the last thing. Why are people judging her? Uh, next. Uh, next story. Um, probably should have lumped this in with the Jake Paul thing, but George St. Pierre had come out on Ariel's show um, mm -hmm. and talked about how Dana White <clears throat> blocked his Oscar de la Hoya match, which we know, but he gave more details of how the conversation went, where basically in the beginning, uh, Dana was saying... Um, you know, I don't want you to go out there and lose. Like it's a bad look, blah blah blah. Um, George was like, "No, if if there's anyone that's going to go out there and do boxing properly, it's me." Um, and then Dana came back and said, "Um, it's not because Oscar's going to win; it's because he doesn't want Triller to make the money. How about we give you the Khabib fight?" And then GSP went away and said, "All right, I'll think about it." And then came back and said, "Obviously, didn't it didn't happen?" Here. We don't want Triller to make the money. So how about we give you the Khabib fight so I can make money? <laughs> That's the best. Come on, man. Oh, man. I love it. <sighs> let, me give you, let me give you a fucking, in his prime, one of the best, most dominant fighters, the most dominant fighter ever to walk the face of the earth. Let me give you him instead of some 50-fucking-year-old boxer who's exactly. doing coke fucking every week. Yeah. Because, like, I don't understand. Let me do you a favor. Like, no way, man. <laughs> <laughs> Dana is not a doing who, you a favor. Let me give you a guy who is in the 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 prime of his damn yeah. fighting career, who doesn't drink, doesn't do anything bad, only trains all the time. Yeah, and then I'm going to do you a favor. <laughs> just look at it. It's like it's awesome. Oh, it's so great. People are like, oh yeah, Dana's doing me a favor. No, 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 he's not, not really. Dude. Not in that. And one. he would have probably made more money to fight De La Hoya than he would have done oh, yeah. to, to fight fucking Khabib. Which yeah. I don't know. Khabib's a pretty big damn star, and so is GSP. So the two of them together probably would have done. They would have made numbers, a lot of but, money. Yeah, they would have lot. Of, they would have made a lot of money. It would have been close though. It would have been close. I mean, the Triller fight they would have had to pay GSP a lot to fight De La Hoya. Yep. I mean, for him to come out of retirement, he would have had to make a lot of money. Ah, uh, next. Uh, last piece of news before we wrap this thing up. Um, Nate Diaz <laughs> says he's defending in December. Oh, man, I love this. Defending, and if you guys want the 70 ranks, here they are. Hold it. Doesn't defending Defend mean you hold something? Yeah. He's Doesn't it mean like champion? you have a belt or you're the champion? Is that what? I mean, I love Nate, and I love the fact that he came up with this. <laughs> but the only thing he's defending is a beautiful stash of beautiful weed somewhere that he's got to know <laughs> someone's going to try to take there's nothing oh, he's defending i love the guy he, but he may be fighting and that's awesome i'd love to see it i'll watch i don't know about defending. Yeah. 
I don't know. He's I love watching him fight, so I'm just gonna yeah. keep watching yeah. every time he fights. I'm gonna sign it up, and I actually. Well, and then his brother, his brother is coming up shortly, so that's yes. uh, that's a good. I'm I'm pumped for that return. I just ran into Robbie Lawler in Sioux Falls. He was there uh, yeah. to corner uh, Logan, Logan. Sorley. Yeah, he's such a nice guy, man. Robbie's like one of the greatest guys I think in the sport. <laughs> Absolutely phenomenal. Just super nice, humble. Just doesn't want to be bothered. Like, yeah, he just wants to be like, kind of be off in the corner. You know, just doing his own thing, man. Yeah. You know, like you very rarely see him trying to be out and about. He's not trying to like be part of the limelight. He's so fun to be around. Just uh, like in terms of just a nice guy, like talking to him and stuff. So, um, yeah, Nate, I don't know what you're defending, but look, when you fight, I'm going to watch. There you go. I'm a fan. That's it. I'm a fan. I love you, I'm Nate. At that. I'll yeah. watch. But... All right. Hey, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Wayne in. And if you use the promo code and still... Okay, and pick up still. one of our shirts, get a little 20% off, you know, if you use that promo code and still get you a 20% off on the rest of our gear and our clothes that are up there. And, uh, hey, I'm pumped for that as well because we've got some new designs coming out hopefully here soon. Uh, Dave reached out to a bunch of people in our, and he put a post up, didn't you, Dave? Yeah. Asking if any of you guys are artists, I'm looking for someone to design a shirt that says tall, long, and lanky. Okay. So if you guys can do that, <laughs> we're going to make a shirt that says tall, long, and lanky. And uh, you, we can also do dogs. We can do junkyard dog. I like junkyard dog, by the way, because it's true. It always reminds me of the the pro wrestler, the junkyard dog. Oh, it was. was yeah, it? it always reminds me of that. When you say it, it reminds me of that. That's that's my childhood history. I, I just <laughs> aged myself right there. I just aged myself. Um, yeah, so go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash weighing in. Use the promo code and still pick up a plethora of all of our colors and shirts. We have the Home Improvement Karate Kid. Uh, Wayne, uh, what other one do we have? Uh, Terminator, the, the Terminator one. That's what I was looking for. All right. So we've got all these up there and, uh, I have, I'm waiting for the final artwork to come in so I can scan it and send it over so we can potentially get this thing made as a shirt as well for that, that nice art artwork I posted on my Instagram story. You got amazing artwork was done. All right. Oh, so, uh, what else, what else do we have? Um, that's well. it. Is that is that all we got? No we, questions we, from Dave because he put them to the side because we've gone too long. Yeah, we have gone too long. That was one we thing. I mean, but you know what? I honestly got to say, this was a really good flow of a show. We had some fun. We had some fun on this show. I was uh, one one last thing. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button on our channel as well as go to the link down below to take you to our clips channel. Hit the subscribe button there. Hit the bell on both because guess what? We drop our shows at different times based on some stuff and. We want to make sure you guys get the notifications. So hit that bell, hit the subscribe button, and also listen to us on all the audio platforms. I've been listening to a lot of uh, Rogan lately in my car. So, um, but it also comes, Spotify now comes with video. So we got to try to get on there as well, Dave. See if we can do video on Spotify. That'd be kind of cool. And um, great stuff, man. Great stuff today, John. Good job. You did a great Thank job. Thank you very much, Josh. <laughs> you got anything else? No, I got nothing, but I will tell you one thing. See ya!